Hello and welcome to episode one titled Mindfuckery. Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast. I'm your host Elizabeth Goddard, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional, divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening inside you. I will help you find the best habits, discover the best tools, put in place the best rituals as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Mind Fuckery podcast. This has been on my vision board for um, quite a long time actually, probably um, about 18 months, maybe longer. The artwork's been ready for around about eight or nine months. So I thought as this week's topic on my YouTube channel is Mind Fuckery, let's just bite the bullet and do it. So I thought, it would be a nice introduction to the podcast and to uh, to the subject, which is emotional abuse, which is mindfuckery. And anyone who's been through it, who's experienced it, will understand, or as I say, understand, because it's an emotion and a feeling from the inside. The definition is, in vulgar slang, is the term that's used to describe mental confusion inflicted deliberately by another person. And you might have questioned who does that to another person, you know, when you're on the floor. I remember so many times um, asking myself that as I was picking myself up from the bedroom floor. I was just knocked to the knees. It was like being tackled to the ground by these emotions rather than something physical. It's a mental confusion that's happened. It's like the clash of gaslighting and cognitive dissonance. And I love it when I read definitions, people explaining cognitive dissonance. Uh, they, particularly when they use one for the one about smoking, where people know smoking is bad for them, uh, but they do it anyway. Cognitive dissonance occurs when we hold two contradictory thoughts or beliefs at the same time. And if you've been in an emotionally abusive relationship, those thoughts will be that they loved me and that they were a good person, but what you're discovering and finding is that it was actually abuse. And that is the mindfuckery that happens and it takes you to your knees. Your intuition might have made you think that something was wrong where you're not believing the story. Something doesn't feel right, but they blame shift. And you end up coming out of these relationships with more questions than you have answers. You believe it's all your fault. There's no closure. And they confused you right the way through the relationship by saying things like, if you hadn't behaved in a certain way, they wouldn't have, have done what they've done to you. I remember being told that I had trust issues. And when I started to unpick it, and it took me a long time because I believed I did have these trust issues from other relationships. I actually realized that the trust issue I had was their behavior right at the beginning of the 
relationship when I saw the red flags and I wanted out I was told that um, we were soulmates we were supposed to be together and they wanted to change for me and I overrode these uh, red flags I overrode my gut feeling and my trust issue came from the behavior right at the beginning of the relationship when they weren't being trustworthy and you were trained to override the gut feeling which was telling you that something wasn't right and they blame shifted you telling it's you've got well, as for me it was trust issues when I was questioning their behavior so for people coming out of these toxic relationships it can cause them emotional confusion and anxiety cognitive dissonance this holding of two different thought processes one where you believed everything you were told was true you believed everything that uh, was going on you believed they were caring for you when in fact everything that you're discovering is that actually they were abusing you and it turns you crazy and people describe it as a feeling of being crazy and this is one of the reasons along with the trauma bonds a lot of people um, say it's like it's worse than coming off um, heroin I just remember the pain and nobody had hit me, nobody had kicked me, nobody had pushed me over or punched me, but I was in so much pain. So for me, mindfuckery is the collision of cognitive dissonance and gaslighting. It's a very unique experience and only a person who's gone through this specific abuse will understand what it feels like and how deep this trauma runs. Your brain also goes into hibernation, the hippocampus. These are two little um, centers that sit just above uh, the ear or around the, the ear in the, in the brain, where they're, and they're responsible for memories. They go into hibernation, they're shaped like little seahorses, and they hibernate to protect. Your brain, your body knows it's under threat but you've been conditioned and programmed to believe that the abuse that's taking place is actually good for you, that um, this person is looking out for you. Your body knows this isn't true and it protects you. And this is why so many people have memory issues coming out of these relationships. They can't think, they can barely do, get up in the morning, get dressed, feed themselves, look after themselves. This form of emotional abuse involves mind games and it erodes your confidence, allowing the other person to literally gain power and control over your life and that was the whole point of it. All of these tools that they use are to gain power and control over you. Mindfuckery, as I said, is inflicted deliberately that's the horrible bit. That's the bit that's really hard to understand. It's done deliberately. And you, like me, might have asked, who does that to another person? So in the intro, I said that I want to help you find the best habits, discover the best tools and put in place rituals that will help you take back the control of your life. So if you've experienced mindfuckery and you've experienced the confusion that it leaves you with, there are two things that you can do here and now, we can do them together that will help you. They will help you 
calm down your mind, calm down your body via the nervous system, help calm that down and regulate the hormone releases. The first one is breathing and um, it's box breathing. I can't remember, I heard this term. I've been doing it for a while and then I heard someone describe it as box breathing. What's happening is when, particularly if you go into a cycle of rumination, if you're triggered in some way and you go off and um, you're believing that this is your fault, that they were right, you were wrong, um, you've got it all wrong, they were so good to you. By box breathing, you're doing two things. The breathing itself is calming down the nervous system and it's bringing it and balancing it and, um, and helping you to regulate that hormone release of those stress hormones that are being pumped into your body. And what you're doing is um, also you'll be on hyper alert, your fight, flight, fawn, freeze will be triggered and you'll be looking out for the danger because you lived in a war zone for such a long time and your body still thinks it's under attack. So this is what it, the breathing is doing. It help re helps regulate everything. And by uh, the term box is being in a box, what we do is we count and breathe and the counting actually makes you focus uh, or use a different part of your brain. And by using the different part of your brain, you're able to stop the rumination, you'll be able to able to stop the memory in its tracks. So I use the number six because it's one of my favorite numbers. So you breathe in for six. So you breathe in one, two, three, four, five, six. You pick your favorite number. And I will say before we start this, please, if you're driving, don't do it. Wait until you get to somewhere safe or you're able to pull over. Just make sure that you're in a safe place. You're not operating machinery. I'm sure you're very sensible adults. So you breathe in and you count. So you pick your favorite number. I'm using six because that's the number that I breathe in. I, I do this too. So I breathe in counting one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I'll hold my breath for six and you count at the same time. You just don't, you don't just hold your breath. The reason you're counting, as I said, is you're, you're using a different part. So you, you're having to move the focus to a different part of your brain. So you hold one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you breathe out to the count of six and you count out one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you hold for the count of six and you continue doing this. And as you do, you will, you should start to feel your body relax slightly because you're regulating your breathing and you're concentrating and thinking from a different part of your brain. And the second thing that you can do is grounding. Grounding does the same thing. It brings you into a presence of being in your body. And from being in your body, not in your mind, you can start to see the behavior for abuse. Your mind was trained, you were programmed to override your gut, which was telling you, this is, I'm not safe. This doesn't feel right. This is abuse. We might not know it as abuse, but it doesn't feel safe. I do not feel safe. And you've overridden that because you were told, 
I love you. I'm doing this to protect you. You're the person, I'm the only person you can trust. And this is why they maneuver people out of your um, sphere. They move your friends and family out and they might even position these people that you can't trust them. Look what they're doing to you. Look at the way they're treating you. I don't treat you that way. I love you. I'm looking after you. Let me just put you further up on that pedestal. Just take you up a further um, notch up that pedestal. Look at me. I'm really, really loving and kind towards you. I validate you. I see you. I hear you. And I love you for who you are. And then on the cycle of abuse, they take you around, they devalue you, they discard you, they take you back and put you back in the um, on the pedestal, that place of idealization. You're amazing, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean it, I'm never gonna do it again. We're soulmates, we're supposed to be together. And they take you round and round and round. This is how you get into that rumination because you are so confused by what's happened. And grounding, whether you get out of bed and put your feet straight on the floor in the morning and ground yourself then, but you can also doing, do it during the day. By being more present in your body, you can calm your thoughts down, you can give yourself the time that you need to heal. I have a grounding meditation and I'll put a link in the show notes below so that you can follow it. It's a, as I said, a meditation. So it helps you not only ground, but it helps calm down your nervous system, which is on alert all the time. It thinks you're still in a war zone. Nobody's told it that it's um, that it can relax, that it's now out of that relationship. And you need to take those moments. And meditation doesn't have to be hours sitting on a mountaintop. It can be two or three minutes. Just saying to your body, it's safe, you're safe. As long as you are in a safe environment, it's safe, I'm safe, and you give your body a respite just for a few moments, and you can expand that over a period of time. Mindfuckery is the collision of cognitive dissonance and gaslighting. You experience overwhelm, unfamiliar emotions, and you might not even recognize the person looking back in the mirror. I remember using the term a lot, I was a shell of my former self. I looked in the mirror, I had no idea who was staring back at me. I was broke and I was broken, but I dedicated the time to my healing. And the most important part was finding the original wounds and doing the deep work that I needed to do. But I was lucky in the position that I was in, being a therapist for so long, I had quite a few tools. And I'd also been working with people for quite a few years at that point, finding and healing the original wound. And I knew this is something that I had to do. And in my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, I talk about that. I talk about the three-year-olds, the five-year-olds and the eight-year-olds that I did a lot of work with. I went and found the original wounds to my pain and did a lot of healing and a lot of reclaiming of myself and a lot of self-parenting. I hope this has been helpful to you. Please remember breathing and grounding are your two new best friends and I'm sending you loads and loads and loads of love. Until next time.